The pre-med path can be super confusing. If you'd love some help on your path or on your applications, use the promo code PMY for pre-med years, PMY over at medicalschoolhq.net and get some help from some of our experts, former directors of admissions, admissions officers, other experts. We have a small team ready to help you today. Again, that's promo code PMY to get a discount on our services at medicalschoolhq.net. The Pre-Med Year, session number 488. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Pre-Med Years. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to bring you a great Instagram live Q&A that I do typically every Friday. If you haven't joined on IG Live Day, Fridays at 11 a.m. Eastern, I'm taking typically live. Sometimes I'm a few minutes late depending on how I uh, how the kids do at drop off, but those are the the days to check out. Before we jump into our Q&A today, I want to talk about the MCAT minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT, our gracious sponsor here at the Premed Years. As you are in your journey to medical school, the MCAT is a big hurdle for everyone. Go sign up for a free account over at Blueprint MCAT to get access to free flashcards, especially if you're early on in your journey. Those free flashcards have been huge for people figuring out kind of what is on the MCAT and learning to start memorizing all of the the information that one needs to know to do well on that MCAT. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Let's go and jump into our Q&A session today. What's up, Instagram Live? How are you this morning? It is Friday, May 20th, and we're going to hang out, answer some questions, have some fun, talk about life, all that good stuff. What are we doing? What are we doing? Good morning, Rima. Mac versus World. Hello, the great PMN. Hello, good morning. Um, so if you're new to write me a letter of rec, mm, I don't know you. That's not how you ask for a letter of recommendation. Finally got a chance to join live. Hello, Samreen. Dan Rodriguez. MD, hello, hello. Good morning. Um, so how we rock and roll here is you hit that little request to join live button and you come on and ask some questions and I answer them. That's the goal. That's the goal. Thank you for your help, Dr. Ray. I got into med school. Good job, Adam. Good, good job. Adidayo, hello, hello. Good luck, Dr. Gray. Good luck for what? <laughs> what do I need luck for? Do you know something I don't know? Rima, good morning. Hello, father. Mm, no. <laughs> Had my first in-person shadowing. Nick, that's awesome. That is awesome, awesome. 492 MCAT, is there hope for you? There's hope uh, with a retake. Got to retake that 492. Very, very, very little hope uh, getting in with just the 492. Matt destroyed a U-World block this morning. Good job. 
All right. All right. Uh, let's keep rocking and rolling. Again, if you want to come on and ask questions, that's how we roll here. So bring you on and we talk. How can I get your help in med school admissions? Go to mapped.com slash services. Mapped.com slash services for our full um, services offerings or Mapped App Pro. There you go. Um, All right. So apparently the first person can't join live. That person declined. We'll keep rocking and rolling. We'll get we'll get going here. My eyebrows this morning a little little wacky. Um, it is supposed to snow like eight inches today here in Colorado. After it was ninety two days ago, so don't know what's up with that. But hey, it is what it is. <clears throat> All right, I'm not sure what's going on with Instagram Live this morning, but nobody is joining. Lots of people are requesting. There we go. Hey, Dr. Ray. What's up? How are you? I'm good. What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, I'm Matt. I'm from Michigan. Matt from Michigan. I was was on a couple weeks ago, I believe. Nice. Hello, Matt from Michigan again. So, um, update, I'm now in the process of my primary application. Okay. Yeah, just submit that. Um, and I had a question about my work studies. Okay. So, I have an extra spot, like one extra spot out of the 15 activities, and I just got a medical scribe position that starts in July. So, I'm wondering if I should put that down as like a potential future experience and you can add like the future hours you're going to get or should I put something down that I've already done? So, um, I would go and read the AMCAS manual first and foremost um, because of the changes. I don't know if you saw the, the changes with AMCAS with the activities where it has completed hours and mm-hmm. anticipated hours. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the new updated manual to see if with that new block for hours, if they are telling people, hey, if you have an activity that's starting in July, August, September, if you should go ahead and put zero hours for completed and 100, 200, 300, whatever it is, hours for anticipated as kind of a future activity. I don't know if, if students are supposed to use it in that way. So that's where I would start. I would start in in the instruction guide or the applicant guide, they call it, okay. to, to see what they recommend. <clears throat> if they don't say anything, the question that I would have you ask yourself is, what do you have to say about it? And not, not half, um, that, that's the wrong emphasis there. What do you have to say about it? Um, I mean, I guess the only thing I'd have to say about it is what I'm going to do. Correct. Right. Which is not super impactful. It's not really showing who you are. It's, Hey, here's what I'm anticipating to do during this time. A lot of secondaries will ask that question. 
kind of okay. what what are your plans if you're not a full-time student or if you're doing other stuff what are your plans so it potentially goes there so that's how i would look at it look at the the applicant guide first see what it says and then if they if, if it's kind of vague or doesn't really say really ask yourself what's the point of me putting this if i don't really say anything other than i'm doing it okay okay i'll take a look at that all righty Good luck. Awesome. Uh, one other question. Yeah. Um, so the some of the medical schools I'm applying to require Casper, and some of them require the new preview exam. Yeah. So could you? I, I'm a little confused as to like when to take those and and how to study for those. Could you like give me a little bit of tips on, you know, how how do I study for a Casper and, and the new preview exam? I have, I have like kind of no idea what yeah. that is. So. So it's all it's all in my book, the applicant okay. uh, application process. If you have that, um, if you don't have it, here's the here's the down and dirty. Uh, you don't really need to study for it. You need to understand what the format is. So just just Google like uh, Casper formats, um, or just go to takealtis.com, which is the Casper website, um, and they they have sample questions there sample videos so just so you can understand the 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 question format and then you uh for the WMC preview do the same thing the WMC preview has a couple sample questions preview is ridiculous compared to Casper at least Casper you can like give thought process and and just work through kind of how you think about these situations not necessarily what's the answer but how do you think about it? That's the goal. Preview is, uh, so so one, one of the sample questions is basically like, you have this opportunity for um, uh, an extracurricular activity, but it uh, conflicts with a lab, a required lab that's part of your grade. <clears throat> and so it's like, and the, the questions are, and it's multiple choice, and it's a scale from uh, very ineffective, ineffective, neutral, effective, or very effective, right? So a scale of from very ineffective to very effective. And you have to, you have to answer for each of the kind of prompts that it gives you. So in this situation where you have a conflicting potential activity at a prestigious, it's like a research kind of experience um, or, or some activity at a prestigious institution, um, which of course the AAMC is going to go, oh, prestigious, that's, that's what's going to throw you off. Um, conflicting with a, a lab that, that's part of your grade, required attendance, whatever. It's like, should you just ignore lab and go to the activity? Is that very ineffective, effective, ineffective? What? And it's just like, how stupid is this? And it's like, how about you? Uh, and the next one is like, ask the professor a, a way to work around this, right? Like, that sounds pretty effective, right? What's the harm in asking? <laughs> and so so it's just no writing at all. There's no writing. It's multiple choice. The same freaking oh, scale okay. each time. It's stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> um, but hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll look into that a little more. Then I, is is a July date to take that a fine date? 
Uh, I would try to take it as soon as possible. The registration okay. for both of them are open now. I, I typically tell students consider it as part of the um, secondary process. And so most people okay. are working on their secondaries in July. So it's, it's probably fine. But I, I would just get it done with as, as soon as you can. Okay. That sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks, Dr. Gray. Yeah, have a good one. Me too. All right. Matt from Michigan. Rachel Grubbs joining us in the house today. Hello, hello. Mac versus World coming up. <clears throat> hello, Mac versus the World. Why are you versus the World? Who's out against you? <laughs> no one's against me. All right, that's good. That's good. <laughs> What's going on, Mac? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, I just have a few questions. I'm. Uh, upcoming senior. I'm about to graduate soon, probably either December or May. I okay. got affected by the COVID, uh, the COVID year and everything. Yep. Um, I'm about to take my MCAT. Um, I think June 25th. Okay. Um, and I just needed a little help on chemistry. So what I'm looking for is like uh, just some resources. To- Sorry. I got a phone call, even though I'm on Do Not Disturb. Don't know what's up with that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just need a little help with chemistry, like uh, resources for chemistry in the best. I'm an auditory learner, so like videos, they kind of help. But what do you think is the best way for me to get through that part? Chemistry? Like the chem phys section? <clears throat> I, yeah. you, just, you just need to, to do a lot of questions. Do a lot of questions because the MCAT, remember, the MCAT is mostly a critical thinking and analysis test. Where students go wrong is they focus on content and just content, 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 content. And then they forget, oops, I I don't really understand how they're asking questions. So do a lot of questions. Do QBanks, use flashcards. And, and use the questions and your results, right? Especially when you're starting off, don't, don't judge yourself, right? If you get 20% of the questions right, that's okay. Because what you'll do is you'll use the review of the questions to guide your studying and go, oh, like I completely forgot about learning that. Let me go learn that for 10 minutes. And then you go to the next question and, and next question, right? So use the questions, the cue banks and stuff to guide your studying. Okay, and um, another question about the test, uh, the MCAT. Um, so I know it's a standardized test. So is it like a, a formal approach that you would use to go to the test? A formal approach? No, you just need to take lots of practice tests. Okay. Have you taken any practice tests yet? I've taken about five or six practice tests. Okay, good. And yeah. how are you scoring it's on them? Like, uh, for the most part, overall, I think I got a 500 on one of them. <laughs> okay. That's good. All right. But chemistry is like the worst area. And I, don't, I haven't even taken chemistry yet. I've taken general chem, but organic chem and biochemistry, I haven't taken it yet. Well, why are you taking the MCAT then if you haven't taken like huge chunks of the, the content? I just thought it was time. <laughs> no, it's not time. All right. All right. I'm going to prevent you from making a big mistake. When are you applying to medical school? Uh, probably. I'm not sure if I want to go right after college or uh, take a year off. 
So one or, one or the other. I'm not sure yet. It just depends on how my life goes. Okay. So you're nowhere near ready to take the MCAT, both from a, a content standpoint and a need-to-take-it standpoint. Because number one, if you take it now, right, or July, whenever you're, you're planning on taking it, and you're going to take some gap years, your MCAT score may not uh, be valid anymore by the time you apply. Right. Because the MCAT scores expire typically after three years, which is stupid, but that's a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother thing. Another stupid thing from the WMC. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, um, so the standard kind of timeline for students is, let's say you want to start medical school in 2025. You're going to apply to medical school in 2024 in kind of May, June. And you're going to typically take the MCAT somewhere between September 2023 and March or April of 2024. Okay. So you're very early on and you want to make sure you have those classes so you have that solid foundation to build on. Right. Okay. Yeah, I got you. All right. All right, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, hopefully hopefully we saved Mac from uh, changing his username from Mac versus World to Mac versus MCAT. <laughs> um, and I, uh, I booted out whoever uh, made some nice, uh, ridiculous claim there. All right, I don't know what's going on there. Tilly must have left. No. Yep, that's not working. Uh, let's go. Let's say hi to Adidayo again. <clears throat> Adidayo! Oh, hi, Dr. Gray. How are you? Today, Good. It's been a minute. It has. Yeah. Um, well, so I had a question about a Casper and um, Freeview also before, but I guess you already answered <laughs> <laughs> I did answer it, yeah. You're all good. So you don't you don't need me. Oh, I don't need you. Okay. So I I sent you a, a DM also, but you never responded. And I totally understand also. Um it was about like I'm kind of complicated about uh, one part of my personal statement. Um, but it was more of what led me to like do start research. But it was more of like um something i won't say negative but in a way um negative okay so background i was uh it was when i was working at the doctor's office as a patient advocate um the patient wanted some um opioids for pain management but we declined of course um because so at that point the patient was we realized the patient was abusing it and wouldn't go you know and all of that so okay Enough of that. And so um, the patient lashed out at me and all of that, you know, over the phone and everything. Um, and then that got me thinking and, like, I started looking for labs that do research about drug addiction and all of that. And that's what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I included that in my personal statement, but it's like I had some people, I mean, just look over my personal statement and... One of them was like, um, I'll probably, that, that 
kind of sounds negative and I should probably stay away from it or like including research in um, personal statement. But then I was like, that's part of like my story and like what actually got me into doing um, addiction research. Okay. So is the personal statement, how did you get into addiction research? It was mostly from um, the... No, 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 the question. Listen to my question. Is the personal statement, is the prompt, tell me how you got into addiction research? Ah, yeah, it's not. What's the prompt? Uh, why do you want to be a doctor? Why do you want to be a doctor? Your, your addiction research is, is important to you. Right, it's interesting to you. It may be something that you're interested in doing in the future, but it's not why you want to be a doctor. Right. That's why generally, I tell students don't put research in a personal statement because research doesn't answer the question. Why do you want to be a doctor? That makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I was also uh, like, um, it's not like I wrote entirely about my research. It was like towards the end before my full reflection. Yeah. Um, it was more like towards the end of the um, personal state where I had uh, talked about my interaction with that patient. And I just wrote like um, two sentences about how that led me to doing research and also in um, joining a group that um, did combating opioid and uh, drug addiction in my community. Yeah. So all, all of that will be in your activity section and it will show that you are very interested in addiction, addiction medicine. So I, I wouldn't worry about, because here's a couple a couple reasons, right? I, I've, I've read thousands of personal statements at this point. The, the few reasons why students want to put this kind of stuff on an application is Number one, just to talk about research, to talk about skills that they have from being a researcher. Ooh, look at me. I know how to use a pipette. Don't care, right? That's that's not the point for me um, for a personal statement. Number two is they, um, they're very passionate, right, about addiction medicine, addiction research. Um, maybe they have a family member who has passed from a drug overdose, right? And so that's very passionate for them. But again, the personal statement is is not tell me about your passions. It's why do you want to be a doctor? And maybe, right, maybe there's something that's like I do this research because blah, 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 and that's why I want to be a doctor. Maybe, right? I'm not saying you can never do it. Um, the other thing is that students will try to stand out and be unique and go, ooh, Look at me, I'm in this addiction medicine lab. I think it's pretty unique. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about this. So I'm going to talk about it to try to stand out. And again, there, there's 60, 70,000 students applying to medical school every year. <laughs> Nothing yeah. has not been done. Okay, sounds good. All right. I I one last thing to do yeah. with my first statement. There you go. Tweak, tweak away. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Dr. Gray. Bye, Adidayo. Bye. All right. Let's keep a rocking and a rolling and bring on some more people. Um, if you guys haven't checked out Mapped App in a while, 
Lots of new crazy stuff coming. Keeps coming. So go check it out. Mapped app. Hello. Hi. Hi, Dr. Gray. Um, I had a question regarding, um, I was doing the DO and MD, um, making a list. And I wanted to, it asked for a science professor. I have one science professor, but my other science professor, I was like that she knows me very well is my research slash my biochem lab professor um and is that okay is it okay if i ask her to write me a letter recommendation as a science professor who is it so it's my biochem professor uh who taught me the lab and uh who i did research under okay so why why is you why do you have a concern about that so some people say that like your science professor has to be like um, a teacher who taught you like a lecture. Okay. Um, whereas my science professor just taught me like a biochem lab. Okay. So I was just like a little confused on it. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't. So in general, right. My, my general feedback for questions like this is mm-hmm. number one, always go look at the source. Right. Are the schools saying this? I, I I haven't seen schools specifically say it has to be a lecture based professor. Okay. Or is it AMCAS or TMDSAS or Comus saying this? Or is it just a general pre med myth out there that everyone perpetuates? Right. Okay. So yeah. if there are schools saying it, then yes, right? Trust the schools because they're the ones mm-hmm. that are reading and, and making sure that you have the required letters that they want. At the end of the day, the goal is to get a, a letter from someone who knows you well. And if this person taught <clears throat> excuse me, taught you lab and you did research with them, this out sounds like they probably know you pretty well. Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah, that was one of the questions I had. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Let's keep it rocking and a rolling. Good morning, everyone. Hanging out. Asking some good questions. I'm typically here every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern. I will not be here next Monday, though, or next Friday. I say Monday, Friday. (laughs) Hello there. I cannot hear you. Hello. Oh, I can hear you now. Hi, how are you, Dr. Gray? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I have a couple questions. You're not driving, Uh, are you? No, um, I parked. I saw you were live, so I parked. All right. <laughs> um, so for the activity <clears throat> session, I'm starting a medical assistant job in June. Yep. Uh, I don't know if there's... So I know you can expand out hours uh, if you have started the activity, but since I haven't started, yeah. I don't know how to put that or if there's any space on the application to put that. Yeah, so so somebody asked this earlier already. Um, AMCAS specifically, because um, TMDSAS allows you to put future activities. A Comus, you can add activities later. Um, AMCAS specifically, this is an AMCAS issue. They have changed their application this year um, for the activities when you enter an activity. It has completed hours and anticipated hours now. 
So historically, it just had hours, right? And, and it told you to estimate out hours, estimate out end date. Now it has completed hours. So it may be zero for you. Uh, and then anticipated hours. So my, my answer earlier, it's the same answer now, nothing has changed in 20 minutes since I've given that answer, is go and look. I, I haven't looked at the updated applicant guide uh, with this new anticipated hours. If AMCAS says anything about if you have not started this activity yet, but plan to within certain number of months or whatever uh, of submitting your application, then put zero for completed and then put anticipated hours. So see if AMCAS tells you that's what you should do. My potential concern with that is if you haven't done it yet, then you really don't have anything to say about it. You don't have anything to say about you in that thing, right? To show your impact. You can list some job duties, which, okay, whoop-de-doo. Like, that's that's not super impactful. Um, so just just look at what AMCAS says and then really question, do, do I need this on there? Will, will AMCAS, right? Will AMCAS even let me put zero hours for completed or will it give me an error? So just just play with it and see. Um, right. So that, yeah, that's what so you have to do. I was just more concerned because I one solid clinical experience and I have shadowing. I have a couple of other like hospital uh, experience, but it's not clinical. Like I'm squirting patients from rooms and out and that, but I don't feel like that's clinical. So I was, I, I was thinking like maybe if I include this, they'll, they'll see that I'm going to be doing something clinical in the future. Are you still in classes or no? I just graduated. Yeah. So a lot of schools will ask if you're not a full-time student, what are you doing? And, Mm -hmm. and, and in in the secondary essays, you can talk about that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. And for also the activities section, um, I took an EMT course when I was a sophomore, I think. And it was with credit, like through my school and Mm -hmm. I received credit. Could I include, I did not work as an EMT, but I think that class and like shadowing because it was required for, to take the exam. Yeah. Um, it gave me a lot of insight and helped if I wanted to be a doctor and also like caused a lot of reflection for me because it was the first time I was like, maybe this is not the path I want to take like to medicine and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I and I could include it on the activity section, but um, at the same time, I've heard that things that you receive credit for for school, you should not include in the activities. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get that nuanced with it. Um, people put research on their activities all the time for stuff that they got credit for. Um, so you could put it there. Getting the certificate, the process of getting your certificate to me isn't anything super meaningful to put on. Uh, put in in the activities section. It's what did you do with that certificate? And so you didn't work as an EMT. So I'm I'm not sure if it's very impactful um, to put on there. Yeah. Could I instead then put the shadow? Because I think, yeah, the certificate for me also, since I didn't work as an EMT, didn't impact me or I didn't impact yeah. others. The, the shadowing, you can just, just lump the shadowing in with all of your other shadowing. That's fine. Okay. Okay. And one last question. Um, So context, I'm an international student and I came here for college only. Okay. And 
So I've heard that for international students in a personal statement, it's good to include why not in your home country? Why, why are you, why do you want to go to medical school in the U.S.? I, I've never heard that. And I don't, I don't tell people to do that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would, uh, the best resource for, for you would be F1 doctors. If you haven't checked them out yet. Yeah. Um, if they recommend that, then maybe they know something I don't know. And I, I would love to hear from them why they recommend that. But the, again, for me, the personal statement, why do you want to be a doctor? There's, there's no like asterisks on the, on the application that says, if you are an international student, please include why you want to, to go to school here. Right. Okay. So I was thinking maybe more of a disadvantage essay because the reason why I want to study here in the U.S. is kind of related to why I can't study in my home country. So maybe- Potentially. Potentially, as, as long as it truly is like a disadvantage in terms of uh, your upbringing, your education, your access to education, your access to activities, all of that stuff. Financial, obviously, is a, a big uh, reason to mark disadvantage. So, yeah, could could potentially go there. Okay, awesome. And um, with like insecurity, like violence and all that in my country, would that be also like considered disadvantage? Well, again, so just because there's violence in your home country isn't necessarily a disadvantage to you because you're in the U.S. Although <laughs> most people would probably say there's lots of violence here in the U.S. You go to freaking any grocery store these days. Anyway, um, so if 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 there's violence in your home country and that's what you were raised with and that's what you had to flee from, then potentially, right? But the question is, and, and this is where I always get, I don't care about the thing. I care about how you're tying that thing to what you're saying is the disadvantage, right? Right. Was the violence um, and where you grew up, was it because uh, similar to like uh, Afghanistan, right? Women shouldn't go to school and women shouldn't be educated. Uh, Is it violence and so you you couldn't do anything other than go to school, come home. You couldn't do activities. You couldn't explore healthcare. You couldn't. So that's the kind of connection that you should make that I recommend you make to how the violence led to the disadvantage, if that makes sense. Yes, no, definitely. The impact that, yeah, yeah, no. And it's how you describe it. Like it affected me, it affected the way I um, grew up. And so. Okay. I think I'll put that in the disadvantage essay. Though. Yeah, it, it's a perfect place for it. So it's the same thing for first-generation students. Uh, being a first-generation student alone, I wouldn't put as the disadvantage. It's connecting it to how being a first-generation student has led to you specifically, right? Because all of this application is let me understand you, the student. So mm-hmm. that's that's just a general recommendation. And now that you mentioned first generation student, would that be considered only like for U.S. college or in general? For for example, my parents didn't go to school here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They did the university in their country. Yeah, we I've talked about this with my team before. I, I think the way that we interpret it is kind of in general, not specifically U.S., um, okay. but potentially open for interpretation. See if the AMCAS applicant guide spells it out a little bit. See, I know for a Comus, they kind of have a list of questions to try to get some deeper insight into you and if there's any disadvantages. So just check it out. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. 
All right. <clears throat> Let's keep going. Akshay. Hello, Dr. Gray. How are you? I'm good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw. You got a big belt buckle on? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question regarding shadowing. So I've, I've had the opportunity to shadow multiple positions, which is ongoing at the moment. Uh, so when putting in the application, I know we have to put completed hours in anticipated. So would you recommend uh, putting a cap on the an anticipated hours for shadowing? Uh, so I'm a little confused. Like, how should, how should I go about it? Where Where's the confusion? Confusion is in terms of, because I do want to shadow, um, and I'm shadowing two days a week, uh, two different surgeons. Okay. So uh, in the end, I've completed 10, 15 hours at uh, one location and 30 hours at the other one. But... In the anticipated section, how many hours should I uh, add? I was thinking. <laughs> I no, I mean, I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, you yeah. put how many you anticipate? Well, I don't understand the question. So, so I, I'm anticipating uh, hundred hours at each location. That's my goal is. No, it's, it's the the question isn't a goal. How do how many do you anticipate? I I, I it could be more than hundred too, but <laughs> that, that that I want to check. That. Oh, no, so you're you're over. So you're you're <laughs> you're you're uh, you're in the welcome to the pre med overthinking club. You're overthinking this. What if I put two hundred? Are they going to question and 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 this that it's too many because I only have this many completed and like don't worry about all that. Okay. How many do you anticipate completing? Right, because. Okay. Because there are just huge varieties of people out there. So you may have completed 40 hours so far. Yes. And once you're done with school, and in July, you have the opportunity for full time for two months shadowing. Right? And that's 40 hours a week for eight weeks. That's another 320 hours just for two months. And then you're going to go down to, to one day a week. Whatever, right? Okay. So the answer is put what you anticipate. Okay, okay. Don't I'm, overthink I'm it. Working, <laughs> I'm currently working full time too, so I will uh, probably be in the lower side of the hours. Uh, but yeah, I uh, will do that. Thank you very much. Okay, so so here's here's the next the next part of the answer. <laughs> Jess, welcome to the Overthinking Pre-Med Club. Yes. <laughs> Rachel, we need to make a shirt for the uh, the Pre-Med Overthinking Club. Uh, it, should it be Pre-Med Overthinking Club or Overthinking Pre-Med Club? I, I don't know which one. Overthinking Pre-Med Club? The OPC? Welcome to the OPC. <laughs> yes. Um, so so here's, here's the other part of the answer is... Let's say you put, I anticipate 400 hours and you only do 200 for one reason or another, right? You, you truthfully, that's what your plan was, 400 hours, but then one of the doctors dies 
right? God, God forbid, right? The, the doctor that you were going to shadow dies. There goes all of your hours. What do you do at that point? Right? Do you reach out to the schools and, hey, just, just so you know, I thought I was going to do 400. I put that on my application. I, I had a change in situation. You could potentially reach out to schools. That's a big difference, right? 200 hours. Let's say you put 400 hours and you only did 350. Should you tell the schools? No, it's, like it doesn't matter. Right? Be truthful. Be honest. And if there's a huge change, potentially, yeah, you can reach out to schools and just say, hey, Schools that want updates, right? You have to check the school first, see if they accept updates and all that stuff. So OPC, member number one. <laughs> you, 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 uh... Can I ask one more OPC question? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. One more OPC question. Yeah. I'm striving at the moment. Yep. And that's my full-time job. Do you think, uh, I, is it okay if I split a few hours in shadowing and... No, scribing is one where like it seems like potentially it's a good one to split into paid clinical and then scribing. But the the problem is that you're never uh, not so paid clinical and then shadowing scribing. You're never truly just shadowing because you're working, you're listening, you're you're trying to pay attention. So that's part of your job. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify part of those hours as shadowing. Thank you very much. All right. Akshay, welcome. OPC member number one. We got, we got the Overthinking Pre-Med Club. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We got to jump on that merch quick. Oh, man. Hello there. Was I supposed to be accepted right now? What do you mean? Were you supposed to be accepted? I thought you were saying someone else's name, and then so that's why I'm sorry if I took someone's turn. <laughs> You're here. I don't know what. Like, welcome to OPC member number two. <laughs> the Overthinking Pre Med Club has its second official member. <laughs> you got a you got a thing that says, "Do you want to go live?" You click mm-hmm. the button, and then you're like, "Should I be here?" I don't know. Um, yes, you should be here. I just I just brought you on. Okay, perfect. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm having fun this morning. I'm good. Um, I have questions related to like the application process and things like that. And I just want to ask that. So the first one is clinical experience. I get like uh, very confused with what will be justified as clinical, what won't be justified as clinical. And there are these two opportunities where I'm like, is this con- like considered as clinical or not? So the first one is like working as a volunteer at one of the hospitals by my place um, for like the GI lab where like you kind of like take them to like the lab area and they kind of just help them after the surgery process, like the same day surgery process, just like um, maybe bring them a bin, like throw up or like just clean up and things like that and like make them like toasty and things like that. And the other one is more so of a, patient observer attendant where like you have to like be with them in the room throughout to make sure that they're doing fine and things like that are both of them clinical is one of them clinical how do you figure that out what do you think i feel like both are clinical because you're getting to interact with the patient okay and 
you're getting to talk to them and you're making a difference for them. Okay. So sounds like sounds like you've thought through this already. But that's the thing. I want your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, Doctor Gray. I'm the second member of the Overthinking Premed Club, and I just want to make sure triple check, quadruple check. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both sound clinical to me. Okay, makes sense. And then at the same time, um, um, usually like I'm taking care of my like grandmom at home. Should I still put that as one of like the clinical experiences or should I like stay back until uh, mostly possible and put other experiences until like as the last backup or like? Because I know in one of your videos, you're like, yes, that can be a clinical experience, but try going for other things. So, so th- th- those are two different statements, right? Your, y- your question is, should I put it on there or should I not? Yeah. I can't answer that for you. Okay. The goal of these 15 spots for AMCAS specifically is mm-hmm. to show who you are and what you've been doing. True. Makes sense. Both clinical, okay. non-clinical, everything in your life. If it's a big mm-hmm. part of what you've been doing, it probably should go on there. Mm-hmm. And the comment that you're referring to, mm-hmm. being a like a caretaker of a family member is great clinical experience. And it ideally shouldn't be your only clinical experience, or if you can help it, your most clinical experience hours-wise. Mm-hmm. Potentially, right? Being a caretaker could hours add up very quickly. So mm-hmm. that comment, it you should also try to get other clinical experience, doesn't doesn't tell you to not put the caretaker on your application. Mm-hmm. It just is telling you that some schools will see the caretaker and go, okay, great you're fine taking care of Grandma Gertrude, but what about other people? Mm-hmm. What about in a clinical setting? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then the same thing, <clears throat> similar to our first OPC member about like... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm going to get some shirts and and, and when we get them, I'm, I'm going to have like OPC OG shirts. Like I'm the OG OPC. Um <laughs> This is awesome. This is awesome. Guys, just unlocked a whole new level of swag here. All right, let's go. Uh, all right, so Akshay, what what did he say? Yeah, so the first, um, so like I have been admitted into a program for shadowing, which we have to at least do like 60 hours in the upcoming like four or five weeks or some so, like one okay. or so. It's like on AMC right now, it says, Say the hours that you have done up until May only, but this program is going like first two weeks of June. So do I say whatever's in June as like um, anticipated hours or do I say, yes, I will be doing like, well, it? Yes. De- it depends on when you submit, right? Because if you would submit, so, so the answer mm-hmm. is completed hours is exactly that, right? Mm-hmm. If you haven't completed hours yet, then you mm-hmm. can't put completed hours. 
Okay. Welcome mm-hmm. to the OPC. Right? This, this is like <laughs> mm-hmm. anticipated hours are hours that you anticipate. So this okay. is the, the third question now. The same question, what do I do in that situation when I have an activity that happens after I submit my application? The answer is, I don't know what AMCAS is telling people to do right now. So go and look mm-hmm. at the applicant guide because this is, it's sense. a new yeah. change. Yeah, and it's just like because of like COVID, a lot of things were like bagged up and now this summer is... Well, like- welcome to the club, right? You weren't the only one affected by that, right? Exactly. So- just like, how would they approach the anticipated thing? Is that something just added? Okay. Just, just fill in the boxes as you go. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, That's it. I'm yeah. going to keep going. Yep. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Uh, if some of you are joining and you're like, what the heck is this OPC? Uh, we have a new club we started today. Um, it's a it's a worldwide organization of the overthinking pre-med club. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's keep rocking and a rolling. <clears throat> hello there. Dr. Gray. How hello, are you? Hello. I'm good. You're not driving, right? I just parked because, All right. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so quick question. Yeah. Um, I graduated uh, undergrad in 2016, uh, started my own business, a printing company, okay. grew that to having six locations, employing more than 70 people. Um, now we're completely online as well. Uh, now I want to go to med school. I've been scribing for three years. I have about 3,500 scribing hours. Um, volunteering, I have a couple thousand hours. Uh, I just want to know, should I proceed with, uh, applying to med school directly or should I like take the SMP route? Okay. So <laughs> what is an SMP for? Um, well, it, to, you know, kind of a great answer. Um, uh, my GPA is in the best. Okay, so 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 li- listen to how you ask this question, right? And this is for everyone. Again, the OPC club. <laughs> Wait, no, I can't say OPC club. That's like saying VIN number, number, number. The OPC, right? So y- your question was, I started a business. I have scribing hours. I have this. I have that. Should I do an SMP? The SMP has nothing to do with all those other things you just told me about. Okay. Right. So right. if you led with, here are my grades from undergrad, I have a 3.2, I don't have an upward trend, I struggled, blah, 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 I didn't really care about school, I had a business, I was doing that, right? C's equals degrees. Um, then then I could answer the question, should you do an S&P? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So let's, let's start the question over. Sure. Um... Again, I just wanted to give you my background. That's why I explained all that. <laughs> but get it. Um, so uh, cumulative, I am at a three point three four. Uh, science, I'm at three point two. Okay. Any trends? Um, it's a plateau. The junior and senior year. Okay. So junior senior year, what would you say? Like you had three four, three five, three six. Yeah, around there. Okay. So it's... It's definitely higher. 
sophomore, but it plateaued junior and senior year. Okay. Yeah. So, so potentially it sounds like, and how long ago did you graduate? Uh, 2016. Okay. So it's been a while too. So potentially right. A a semester or two, uh, of, of science credits getting as close to a 4.0 as possible. I wouldn't jump into an SMP, uh, SMP, um, they're expensive. I don't think you need it. Uh, you can just go to go to your local university and just sign up and take classes. Okay. What did you study in school? I studied general science. I have a degree in general science. Okay. Yeah. So you'll just have to look at all the prereqs, see what you're missing potentially, and and just go from there. I do have all the prereqs. Uh, oh, you do. That are required. Yeah. Okay. So so organic chemistry, biochemistry. Everything. Why did you take those for general general science studies? Um, so initially, I did want to go into medicine, but the reason I couldn't straight out of college is because of financial problems, which led me to opening my own business. And then now we are able to, you know, um, okay. like not supply. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, yeah. So I, I think just just taking taking a, a year or so to to take some classes prove that you're a good student now that you have um, kind of some financial footing under you and, and uh, hopefully aren't super distracted with running the businesses and stuff. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. And and the, having that upward trend will be there. And it'll be very interesting on your application to see the business stuff and, and everything going on and will probably lead most of your interviews, uh, hope, hoping you get many of them. I hope so too. I did get a couple SMP, but I just wanted to confirm uh, with you. And the reason I got to them was because of the business that everyone asked about it. Yeah. So, and you mentioned shirts. If you need t-shirts, you, you let, you let us know. Shoot, shoot me a DM, shoot me a DM with your website. I'll check it out. I'll, I'll do it right away. <laughs> we, we typically uh, order from rush order tees. Oh, they're in Philly. They're right next to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But we, we will beat their prices. Like, <laughs> CMA. Awesome. Um, my second question, it's a little complicated. Uh, technically, my mother is uh, from a URM uh, region. Um, she's actually a Native American, but I personally have nothing to do with that. I was born in India. I migrated here. Um, can I, is there a leeway? Like, can I apply as a URM or should I, my dad is a full Indian so that we qualify under uh, ORM. Yeah. Well, they, there's no such thing as ORM, right? There's URM, but there's no such thing as ORM. Um, so the the answer really is just tell your truth. I mean, if you identify at all as as native, great. Uh, if you don't and you feel a little weird to put that, then don't. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, there's a follow-up question on the chat to my uh, prereq courses, if you want to answer that. Oh, I'm not looking at the chat. I'm just listening to you. Oh, someone asked um, if I should be taking uh, higher uh, science level classes in my in my gap year. Uh, potentially, I, I think go go look at your your original classes. See if um, see if you have um, uh, a solid foundation to take the upper division classes. And if you don't think you have the foundation, then then retake some classes. All right. Thank you, Dr. Gal. DM right away. All right, man. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. <clears throat>
Let's keep going. Lots of people have left. They don't want to hang out anymore. Do, 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 do. Hello there. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Are you driving? This is like my... All right, good. <laughs> so I have a really quick question. Uh, yeah. It's about... So I have I started my college really low GPA under uh, my first year second year I had a low GPA but I had upper trending from uh, 2.45 to so right now cumulative is 3.43 with the science GPA uh, but so I had upper trending from junior and senior year so then I went to my advisor uh, he and asked like how do I get my more uh, how do I get more science GPA you know and he said do a co-op uh, like internship uh, with the health-related job. And for that reason, I'll get a credit uh, on my senior year. So my question is, uh, it's not a class. So getting a GPA from a co-op in the senior year, do you think it's something like suspicious? Like, you know, it's not a class. I'm just getting the getting the GPA from the work. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very super specific question. I don't, I don't know the answer to. I, I don't know how schools are going to look at that. So, um, yeah. Okay. No idea. I, I mean, it's, what's your opinion? Uh, like, it's better not to do that co-op? Well, well here, here's the question, right? At, at the end of the day, it sounds like you're trying to game the system. Right? Right. You have you have two options. Do a co-op for work. First of all, how are you going to classify that as science? So that's the first question. Then and then the uh, the other question, the other opportunity is go take some like upper division cell biology. Like, I, I don't know. One, one to me personally just seems like it's gaming the system a little bit. You're, you're trying to find a loophole of like, how can I just had my GPA without doing a lot of work. And that may be how schools will look at it, but I don't know. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Dr. Gray. All right. You're welcome. All right. I got it. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So let's keep a rocking. Ba -ba -da -ba -da -ba -da. Yeah. Not there. Not there. So we've had lots of GPA. Hello there. Uh, we have lots of GPA questions. Mapped app. Go for free. Get a get a free account, and you can calculate all of your GPA. You can see your trends, um, and then if you want feedback from one of the mapped advisors inside Map Chat, uh, then you can uh, you can uh, sign up for Mapped App Pro and do that. Hi there. Hi. I'm Xiaolei. Hi, Xiaolei. Hi. Uh, I have just have a question that uh, I got a recommendation letter from both MD and the DO doctor. Okay. And I applied to both DO and MD. Okay. And I feel like the recommendation letter from the DO doctor was really, really good. And I can I use it on my MD application of as course. well? Of course. Yeah. 
it's going to show that you've improved over time. So at the end of the day, the question is, what's the point of bringing it up? Unless you have some sort of explanation potentially that you want to talk about. But if it's just to go, hey, I've improved as a student. Well, duh, your grades show that, right? Yeah. Well, it kind of like my high school before. I, I don't I don't care about high school. Stop talking about high school. No, it, it factors in with my seed. It's weird. So I be that kid that used to skip classes um, just to like play games, like play like sports, and then I would get injured and I would like like end up sitting in the nurse's office, like observing, and like that's where my seed came from. Okay, but that has nothing to do with high school grades. Right. Sure. You skip class. Who cares? Right. So your seed is that you were injured playing sports, sitting in the nurse's office, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Right. Do you have to mention that you skip classes? I don't know. Maybe it adds to the allure like, ooh, (laughs) like uh, a a naughty boy. Right. Uh, Skipping classes. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the goal of bringing up something like GPA in a personal statement for me is, is there some potential like, oh, I had this tragedy and that's why you see uh, a semester of Fs on my GPA, right? Just something quick, short, sweet, whatever. Um, but for you, it just sounds like you weren't a good student and then you became a better one. Okay. Your GPA will show that. Your 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 transcript will show that. So to me, I don't think you need it. Okay, gotcha. All right. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. <clears throat> All right, everyone. I'm going to sign off uh, our first official meeting of the OPC. Um, I think we met a quorum today. We had enough people to uh to meet our agenda i hope someone was taking minutes um and we will uh we'll we'll meet again uh our next official opc meeting will be on the third june 3rd uh we'll not have a meeting next week i will be out of town so i hope you all have a wonderful day um again Lots of GPA questions today. Go check out Mapped app, M-A-P-P-D.com. It's right there, that pinned comment. Let's go sign up. It's free. Track all of your grades, your activities, your MCAT scores, all that stuff. And uh, really, really, really understand what your grades are and what they're doing to be able to make an informed decision about applying, not applying, et cetera. So have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right, there you have it. Q&A, Instagram Live. I hope you enjoyed. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.